This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Sports news, views and interviews for our community. The Locker Room with Ben and Rolly on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9, you're inside the Locker Room with Ben and Mark for another week. Welcome to the show, your show for sports news, views and interviews. Tonight on the show, Ben, Melbourne's lesbian tennis training team will help you get fit, improve your tennis, meet people and have fun. Ace Girls were formed after Melbourne women achieved a record medal tally in tennis at the Sydney Gay Games in 2002. TJ is the coach of the Ace Girls and will be joining us very shortly. Now, also big event this weekend, Rec Link Australia. Now, that's a charitable organisation whose mission is to provide sporting, social and arts activities to enhance the lives of people experiencing disadvantage. A great cause. And this Sunday is the annual RecLink Community Cup. And that's a footy clash between PBS 106.7 FM and Triple R 102.7 FM. They are up against the Rock Dogs, which is a team put together of uh, musicians. And they'll fight it out at Elstonwick Park this Sunday, the 23rd of June. We'll be joined later in the program by the CEO of RecLink Australia, Adrian Pinozo, and teammates from the Rock Dogs, Laura Imbruglia and Liam O'Shaughnessy. So uh, that's uh, something to look forward to. Sounds like you're having a little bit of trouble with people's yeah, last names. I've ben. got the I Mark th- Roland-itis tonight. Uh, What's going on? I know, I've passed it on, I think. Um, Glamourhead Sharks, Mark, they're back again. They're Melbourne's-based uh, GLBTI swimming team. They're heading to the Gay Games later uh, uh, next year. Uh, no, later this year, I should say. Um, Brett from the Glamourheads will be joining us to bring us up to date on the club's preparation uh, as they head towards Antwerp, which will be good. First up, always, it's Rolly's Roundup. What have you got for us from the Sports News World this week. Metropolis came to Melbourne at Amy Park last Sunday night against the Cronulla Sharks when Melbourne Storm celebrated the release of Superman film Man of Steel. Very excited about this, Benny. (laughs) The team wore a specially designed Superman jersey for the clash against the Sharks. The one-off jersey featured the iconic Superman shield across the torso. It's like a boyhood dream coming true. (laughs) Additionally, it also included graphical elements of the Superman suit. The players' numbers were also displayed in the red, made recognisable, of course, by the iconic character. Uh, it must have worked as the Storm wrapped up the match ha- by half-time with five unanswered tries to gain a 28-0 lead. Final score 36-6 against the Cronulla Sharks. Team to beat this year, the Storm. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, I'm really quite excited about the Rabbitohs. Number two and number one will be playing very soon. So I think that's about two, or two to three Here weeks' in Melbourne? time. Yes. Looking yes. forward to that one. Hopefully you can get some more corporate seats, Ben. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, they'll be playing the Gold Coast Titans next Monday up there at Skilled Park. Now, going across to the States, Aussie swimmer Chloe McArdle has given up her quest to swim from Cuba to Florida, non-stop without a shark cage. Very scary She's given up. Yes, it might not have been the sharks, but she did encounter huge swarms of dangerous jellyfish. 
but uh, within about 11 hours and 14 miles into her expected 60-hour, 110-mile journey, she found herself in an incredible swarm. She said, I had, had one coming out of my mouth. I was pulling it, this tentacle, out of my mouth. But I don't remember this moment. My kayak had told me that I was doing this because I have no recollection. I'm not coming back. That's it. I've had enough. So no cage, no nothing, just out there in the ocean. Swimming with jellyfish, the jellyfish. in the mouth. Mm-hmm. That's got to wreck up your um, your breaststroke, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> she said with regards to the jelly, I got smashed with them coming from every direction. <laughs> Um, I would not have gone to all this trouble if I had known that there was going to be jellyfish out here. Uh, it was the worst pain she'd ever encountered. Um, Chloe was the has been the fifth person to fail in the last three summers uh, due to strong currents in the jellyfish. I'm thinking maybe people should give up trying to swim to Cuba. Yeah, agreed. All right, so uh, a little bit of TV news. So we've got young and old. Uh, so we're going across to The Apprentice now. If you, your favourite show on... Yeah, don't uh, mind The Apprentice. So, uh, oh, here we go. Um, we've had a little bit of an issue with triple Olympic gold medalist Stephanie Rice. Now, they have been coming to blows of late. It's been an interesting thing to watch, you know. Uh, Stephanie Rice started the program and said that, you know, she was really looking forward to um, working alongside her swimming idol, Dawn Fraser. Well, she's come out saying Dawn is just jealous of current-day athletes. She also came out and said, accused Fraser of pulling an all-nighter during The Apprentice filming, playing the pokies and playing drinking games down at the local casino. Um, if you, Fraser? Yeah. So let's take a little bit oh, of this. pokies. Well, yeah. Uh, Rice and Fraser, let's take a little bit of a listen to the clash that's happening on the show. A little bit of a clip that's been put together to to show you how catty uh, this fight has been. So let's take a listen to Dawn vs. Fraser. Tonight, the battle of Olympic proportions. Dawn Fraser vs. Stephanie Rice. Stephanie doesn't show any respect. To our greatest Olympic champions. I think Dawn doesn't respect me. Tear each other to shreds. I feel like we've already failed. Oh, come on. The loud voice is getting to me. She shouts in my ear. If you had been my daughter, I would have put you over my knee and smacked you. Will it push Stephanie to the point of no return? So, yeah, they've got some Full really on. great stuff there. Dawn Fraser doesn't like her yelling in her ear and um, <laughs> was going to smack her bottom. So it uh, sounded very interesting. Um, so let's move on from the Dawn versus Fraser. We'll go now through to the Socceroos. Um, so Jordan, that was a great game. 4-0 down there at Etihad against Jordan. Great performance. Um, but the only problem was, so everything was going so well until I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, but the coach's name uh, at the ABC press conference. So we'll take a listen to what he said at the start of the conference. You push me around like my wife. So no phrases tonight. But uh, there's a saying, Mulieres uh, takeant in ecclesia. It's a very, very... Uh, the women should shut up in, in public. Oh. No, it's a... Uh, I say it to my wife at home. It's a private one. Okay, okay ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. What <laughs> was going through his mind then? I like the uh, ABC reporter who goes, ooh. ooh <laughs> yeah. like, like, and then the guy says, oh, no, 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 it's a private one. But I can imagine them being around their house. Normally it's, the players. Normally it's the players that are known for making stupid comments, but obviously uh, coaches are um, you know, not uh, immune 
No, to, to I a feel similar like, foot in mouth disease. I feel a little bit sorry for the female reporter. <laughs> you'll, you'll tell me to, to bugger off. Anyway, uh, so the Socceroos are playing Iraq up in Sydney. A lot of people said this is a foregone conclusion, but we probably shouldn't be jumping too soon. Uh, there'll be 82,000 uh, there at the Sydney Stadium. Uh, that is your Rollies Roundup for this week. Uh, you're on The Locker Room on Joy 94.9. You're inside the locker room with Ben and Rolly on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. You're inside the locker room, Ben and Rolly with you. Rolly's doing some very strange cat prowl um, sounds there. Oh, that's why. Of course, it's the sound of the roaring lion because the Irish, the British and Irish lions are on our shores. Happens once every 12 years. It's a very exciting time for us rugby fans here in Australia. Uh, they're taking on the Brumbies tomorrow night in Canberra. Should be a cracker um, of a match. And then, of course, uh, this coming Saturday, Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane, the Wallabies take on uh, the British and Irish Lions for the first test. So it'll be interesting to see um, how the Wallabies fare against what is an extremely strong touring side out here um, from the UK. Uh, you can tune into that on Fox Sports uh, right throughout the weekend on the weekend as well. Of course, coming to Melbourne very soon the week after on Thursday uh, of next week, the Reb- they play the Rebels at A Park, and then that Saturday, the Wallabies will play um, the uh, Lions again here at Etihad Stadium. So lots to look forward to in the world of rugby union in the next couple of weeks. Rob. I don't know how they put it together. So what? So what do they play? Play two games a week against the Wallabies and against a yeah, that's side? right. So they, they they take a huge touring squad. There's uh, 36 of them that come out to to um, to tour. So obviously 22 get picked for each game during the week. They normally play the provincial team. So they play the Brumbies, the Waratahs, the Force, etc. And then warm up for the three Test series. So it's three Test matches. That's what it's all about. Um, the Australia Australia versus the British Lions. So the first one is this Saturday. Saturday, Suncorp in Brisbane, the following Saturday here in Melbourne, and then finishing up in Sydney uh, in the first weekend of July. So uh, big rugby matches to come for us. So do they bring out all their wives and boyfriends with them? Yeah, I think they do. That's a huge touring party. In fact, the Barmy Army will be here in force. And uh, if you're out and about in Melbourne um, over the next couple of weeks, uh, you'll see the Sea of Red, as it's being called. Um, and there's a bit of a call to arms that came out from Australian Rugby Today saying that everyone needs to be out in their green and gold um, because there is a huge amount of, uh, of red-wearing um, poms coming out to support their team. So we really need to get out there and support uh, our wallabies. What a great party. I'm just trying to think how we can do a reciprocal I wonder if we get the chance to go over to England and uh, drink a lot. You and I? Yeah. I'm sure there'll be an opportunity. The uh, Rugby World Cup is going to England, isn't it? Oh, Uh, oh, yeah, it is too. In what? What's that, in eight years' time? No. Four years' time? Maybe two years' time. Two years' time. Yeah. Soon. Yes. So that could be a trip for us Let's start organising it. Yeah, we should. Now, this week, uh, Mark, there's a whole lot of other sport happening as well. It's not just about the rugby. Uh, Head down to watch the Vixens this Sunday in the final game of the home and away season. They're hoping to get one better than last season and win the ANZ Championship uh, championship premiership. Now that's a bit of a mouthful. Championship premiership. premiership. Yes, I think we uh, we should be having somebody. We should be organising to have somebody on soon from them. Definitely, really. they'll yes. be in soon. I think so. Uh, as I said before, next Monday the Storm take on the Gold Coast Titans at Skilled Park. So if you're feeling like uh, you haven't been up to the Gold Coast for a while, might be a a forty five dollar Tiger flight away <laughs> and, a, and a and a lovely weekend in a twenty uh, year old hotel. So uh, head on up. Look forward to that. Now with only a week to go until the start of Wimbledon. And the Aussies will be taking part in the final warm-up tournament in the lead-up to the main event. After Leighton Hewitt's uh, fine form last week, he'll be uh, going into the championship full of confidence. So it'll be good to see the Aussies, um, you know, 
feeling very confident in the lead up to Wimbledon. It's been a while. Yeah, well, that, hopefully um, we'll be able to talk a little bit more to TJ about it. I've just forgotten. Uh, who's that, that fellow that was in trouble with his father? Bernie. Is it Bernie? Tomic. Bernie Tomic. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully. Guy who uh, always speeds in his Ferrari or Lamborghini or whatever it is. Around the, the Gold, Gold Coast. Coast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Another right. He might be going Coast. to the Titans. <laughs> um, Australia's Socceroos, of course, play Iraq tomorrow night in their Crucial World Cup qualifier. After last week's great win, they will be hoping for a repeat of performance. So if they get this one... It's off to Brazil. Now, I wish I had a little bit of Vuvuzela there. And that. <laughs> yeah, shut up about the Vuvuzela. Every week we talk about the Vuvuzela. Now, ice hockey, Mark, one of my favourite sports. If you ever haven't seen it, get down and have a look. If you didn't manage to get down to USA Canada in the ice hockey, um, this weekend is your chance to go and support one of your local teams. The Melbourne Mustangs, what a great sports team name, take on the Canberra Knights at the Ice House down in Docklands this weekend if you're into some ice hockey. Very physical sport that is, Mark. You'd like it? Yeah, I see um, the other team that's in Melbourne is the Melbourne Ice. So that that was, um, you know, if you were thinking about names to call a team, that was uh, pretty easy enough, isn't it? You're inside the locker room with Ben and Rolly on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. With Wimbledon only a week away, we thought it was a fitting time to talk all things tennis. And who better to do that with than a Melbourne gay tennis group? Ace Girls are a lesbian tennis training oh, training tennis group. And we are now joined on the phone by tennis coach TJ. TJ, welcome to the locker room. Oh, hi guys, how are you? Oh, very well. Very well. Good to finally have you on. I think, yeah, I, uh, a bit of a radiothon incident there. But uh, <laughs> So tell us, how did the Ace Girls first get started? Well, it was really a response to the Gay Games in Sydney way back in 2002. Um, Melbourne uh, tennis lesbians did really well at that particular uh, Gay Games and, uh, and we realised that we didn't have any kind of uh, training group to, to help us improve and to get us to the next Gay Games, which uh, that stage was going to be in Chicago in 2006. So mm. we all got together and, and, uh, and, and clinked all our medals from Sydney together over, over a refreshing beverage. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> Pims and lemonade, and, uh, I'm assuming? Yes, yes, a bit of mineral water. And, <laughs> <laughs> Not and, the still knocks, I hope. It was no still knocks parties in the lesbian tennis group, is there? Absolutely not. Good. But I tell you what, after training, there are a few chicken parmesanas that yeah. come over the road. <laughs> DJ, tell us, how did you get involved with tennis? You've been playing for a while. How did you get involved with this group and uh, end up at the Gay Games, etc.? Uh, well, yes, I've been playing tennis for quite some time. I, well, and personally, I've been playing uh, nearly every day for 16 years. Every so. day for 16 years? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I was... Uh, I was uh, just becoming a tennis coach around about that time when we all did incredibly well in 2002 in Sydney. And uh, so it really came down to me to be the, the driving force. You know, everybody else left the room and I was still there. So <laughs> I know the it, feeling. Uh, it, uh, it came down to me. So I've been, uh, I've been training the group for 11 years now on a Monday night, every Monday night for 11 years. Wow. Um, You've been going for a while. Dedication, that is. I know. Fantastic. We have, and I, we've travelled a lot too. We've um, we've travelled to uh, I think nearly every gay game since then, and World Out games, and been to Europe and America and Canada, um, and and we keep going there. And then we play uh, closer to home in in we've been to Sydney, Perth, um, and uh, and regional tournaments in Victoria as well. What a fantastic um, sport to, to get involved with. Uh, you know, just not only just the social side, travel but it well. the, the travel as well, which is right up my alley. Um, 
Look, I was just wondering, TJ, there's a number of high-profile gay tennis players. Do you think? Why do you think um, females are, are attracted to tennis as a sport? Um, oh, look, I, I don't think that it's uh, necessarily uh, that tennis is necessarily populated with um, high a high percentage of gay people any more than any other sport that we're we're all involved with. I mean, maybe it's e- easier for women to come out. Um, we've certainly seen that uh, there's, there's been a, there's been a time lag in in uh, gay men coming out in professional sport. Um, so maybe it's it's to do with uh, with some some greater attitudes in society. Now you're off to the games soon. How many competitors are you taking over there? What's how big is the team heading over? Uh, look, it's relatively small this time. Uh, we're going to Antwerp in Belgium. And, uh, and that tournament is coming up in the first week of August. So it's starting to get quite exciting. Um, putting, the, putting the finishing touches on the training, not to mention the uniforms and important things like that. Of course. So does the training gear up in the lead-up to the tournament or are you still just doing your Monday nights or has it come a sort of everyday thing as you, as you put on the final, the final tweaks of your, um, your backhand? Oh, look, we, we, of course, do the Monday night. But, yeah, look, it's, a, it's um, an everyday thing, I think, for some of us now. Uh, I mean, the Gay Games is, is fantastic and the World Out Games, fantastic because in tennis you get to enter the grade level that's suitable for your abilities. So in Antwerp this year, uh, there is the open professional grade and then there are all the grades from A grade to D grade. So if you're just going for a bit of tourism and travel mm. and spend some time with your friends, you can enter the D grade and uh, still have a drink after the match. <laughs> Sounds like my grade, actually. Uh, Mark and I went out to Vic Tennis at a boys' group and uh, had a hit around recently. And uh, well, I did clean the floor with Mark, but um, still, compared to some of the other guys there, it was a pretty poor performance. So maybe the D grade's what it is, what uh, what I should be aiming for in the tennis world. Well, well, like I said, it's, there's there's some, something for everybody, um, and then the people that are that are in the uh, the higher grades, uh, for example, um, um, a male friend of mine. And I are both in the A grade, mm-hmm. and so we uh, we cross paths in the gym at about six thirty in the morning during the yeah. week, um, and uh, and and exchange notes on how all the training is going because we both have a, a fitness trainer and a tennis coach. Um, leading into the games, and I think nutritionists as well. <laughs> wow, it's full on. TJ, I can't let, let you go without knowing with Wimbledon next week, who's your pick for the, the men's game and the women's game? Well, uh, of course, women is what I focus on, um, and uh, it's quite fascinating, of course, because uh, Serena Williams is in such scintillating form. Yeah. Um, really, uh, really has a new lease on her tennis after having so many injuries and health scares and things like that. And, and she's won, I think, uh, three, three Grand Slams out of four on the trot. Um, so that's she's obviously a red hot contender. And then Maria Sharapova has uh, has great history on grass as well, and a great game for grass. So. So something to watch there. And, uh, you know, probably uh, third in, in third uh, would be uh, Azarenka, who's playing very well also. As, as for the men, well, uh, you'd, have, you'd have to say that, uh, that Djokovic and, um, and Federer have the form on grass yeah. and, uh, and, and in third place, Nadal. It'll certainly be a great tournament to watch. TJ, tell us, if anyone wanted to get involved in the ace girls, they fancy themselves a bit of a tennis player, how could they reach out? Uh, we have a website, uh, which is www.acegirls.org. 
TJ, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Good luck over the games. We don't speak to you. We'll be sure to speak to you when you get back, hopefully with a huge medal tally for the, uh, for the girls' tennis players. Thanks so much. Here's hoping. Cheers. You're on Joy 94.9. This is The Locker Room. We'll be back very soon. We're talking the Rec Link Cup. The Locker Room. Come in and get changed. Sports news, views and interviews for our community. Joy 94.9. The gayest station in the nation. You're inside the locker room. Ben and Mark with you. You can get involved in the conversation, as you just heard. As a anonymous person just has, he sent a message in saying, you guys should have Ricky Martin on the radio singing his new song live. We did try. Unfortunately, he's tied up with the uh, live recording of The Voice. Ben, Robbie. tell me, what is the um, the new song from Ricky oh, Martin? Oh, God, i got no idea. Uh, the last one, Living I know. Vida that, loco, isn't there it? was She Bangs and Shake Your Bonbon. <laughs> bon. I mean, they all sort of sound like Christmas theme songs, if you ask me. Anyway. And he passed us straight for how long? God. <laughs> now, Mark, this Sunday, the only place to be will be down at Elstonwick Park as it plays host to the 2013 Recklick Community Cup. Now, the football charity event will see the who's who of Melbourne's radio and music industry battle it out on the footy oval and also perform on stage. We're joined now by the CEO of Recklick, Rec, can I get that right? Recklink Australia, Adrian Pinozo, singer and rock dogs player Laura Imbruglia, and Liam O'Shaughnessy from uh, the Buried Horses. Uh, also a rock dogs player. Did I get that right, guys? Welcome. Good evening. Fantastic. Adrian, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about uh, what RecLink is, for, for those who don't know. Yeah, look, we provide about 1,000 sport and arts activities a month around Australia uh, to about 450 other charities. So we're sort of a charity that supports right. other charities with access to sport and arts as a way to uh, allow the people they're supporting to have really, um, I suppose, fun experiences. But at the same time, we know we can change people's lives through social connection, mm. um, recovery from addiction, mental health, all those sorts of things. Yeah, the power of sport is sensational when you look at the, uh, and the, arts. the healing. Bit. And the arts, of mm. course, yes. So tell us a little bit how the Rick Link Cup started and, and, and what it, what's the ethos behind it? It's one of those things we're not quite sure. We're not quite sure how old it is. <laughs> Yeah. There's about there apparently there was a fifty thousand people at the first one, Liam, wasn't there? Who reckoned they were there? People. Well, not really. But that's <laughs> <laughs> um, we think it started somewhere in the late eighties, early nineties. With some pub- for that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Still well, got the original cup, or we sort of uh, probably used to play for an old again. Piece of there's wood about or four original cups <laughs> lying around in blokes. Yeah houses and pubs and things but look it's it's 20 years it's, it's actually that old that um in the in the 90s we had more dogs than kids and now we have more kids than dogs and we're actually wow. opening with justine clark and peppa pig at the community cup i don't know what Sounds you think liam sensational. liam's mortified about now who is peppa pig <laughs> oh well if anyone has uh you know kids three four five years of age oh, they, they right. will Hell know man. who they are but for more of your traditional community cup audience they're probably there for tex, Perp- uh, tex ah, perkins right. and the beast suburban and Super Bowl and stars like Laura and Liam who are um, drawn from the live music scene in and around Melbourne. We have a few ring-ins, but um, yeah, we have the best and brightest of uh, the rock dogs playing the Melbourne's broadcasters who make up the megahertz. So. This is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Now, Laura, Liam, you guys have just come from training. How did you guys get onto the team? Is there a selection process? Yeah, uh I'm uh, one of the team managers uh, also as, as a player. I first uh, came onto the team five years ago and back then it was, uh, oh, I think someone saw me having a kick of the footy in pub football in a yeah. different sort of competition and uh, saw that I played in a, in a band that was getting a few people through the door at a few gigs at the Toad and uh, they said, do you want to play? And I was absolutely over the moon because growing up, you know, as a country boy and, and coming down the city and, and not thinking that something like that football and music could coexist. Yeah. But, uh, but now, sort of getting into the team these days, it's uh, 
it's pretty much yeah if you if you're an active musician and you've got a, an interest in football and and uh doing them you know doing your part in community then uh you'll be tracked down pretty quickly so so it's a, so it's a regular thing so so you're not just forming the rock dogs one off you guys are playing more than the one the one game the community cup is one game a year um but aside from that there's there's lots of social football games that a lot of people are involved in on a pub level as well and yeah. Laura, yourself, you're uh, one. How many females have we got playing at the moment? I think there's ten per team. Yeah. Wow, fantastic! It's good, it's great. Yeah, and uh, I'm. This is the first football game I've ever played in my life. Oh, <laughs> how I the can nerves? Remember. What are you? Uh, six pretty, days out. Yeah, I'm terrified. Are you? Yeah, <laughs> but it's kind of. It'll be funny. I don't really care. Like, I'm happy to make a fool of myself. Now, it's quite serious, yeah. though, and the competition is quite rough. Last year was a 35-35 draw, I heard. Yeah. So, um, pretty close. Who's the, uh, the I guess, the favourite heading into the competition to you? Oh, Rock Dogs are definitely going to win. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. There was, uh, was a megahertz player that uh, announced yesterday that uh, if they won, he would uh, bear his backside during the B Suburban set after the game. So. Oh, we're there, Rolly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to get down there and support our fellow broadcasters. I, I, think, I think we need to get the footy, the standard uh, footy in context. Um, someone, <laughs> <laughs> just, just imagine, you're talking about the British Lions. We're not talking yeah, right, about okay. uh, A punter leaving last year caught him at the gate and said, mate, how was, how was it? He said, mate, the best community cup ever. Music awesome, footy crap. Yeah. So <laughs> let's just, Laura, I think you'll be fine on the weekend and be careful you might win a medal. <laughs> so give us a rundown of who's going to be performing as well as the footy. You said you, there was the, who, who, who were they before? Mate, if you think wrestling's hard to say, uh, I don't know, Laura or Liam, how did it go? The King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. There you go. Wow. Local the, band? Uh, yep. they're, they're good. Yeah, they're Yeah, great. they're good. Really good. They've just had some sellouts um, around the place. Sensational. Um, I am serious about Justine Clark. We have a yeah. family sort of opening for the first hour or so, Free Kids Barbie. And, Great. Um, so Justine Clark will sing all her ABC classics. Am I allowed to mention the ABC here? Yeah, that's, no, that's cool. right. Yeah. Um, mention anything you like. <laughs> it's, it's, after, it's after nine. <laughs> um, and Super Wild Horses uh, oh, with Tex and the Beast Suburban sort of closing yeah. out. So. But, it's a pity we didn't get you guys to bring some of the music in, so then we wouldn't well, have to play um, George Michael. So if you've got something, we'll, well, we'll try Liam and get probably it does a reasonable... Do we have something? George Michael. We might have a bit of Laura's uh, music, I think, maybe somewhere there. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Plug in the iPhone in a second. So obviously all the proceeds of the day going to Reckling to help support these um, community sporting events that happen throughout the country, um, supporting um, people who are um, underprivileged in yeah. some way or another. Tell us a little bit more about Reckling. So is it government-funded or it's... Oh, look, we've got a mix. Mm-hmm. We, we're a volunteer organisation for the first 10 years of our life. We're about as old as the Community Cup, been around yep. 20 years, but we now run a program in every state and territory. Um, and as I said earlier, supporting almost 500 other charities through access to those. I mean, you name any activity, all your traditional sporting programs, yep. basketball, footy, homeless, cricket. Actually, just down the road from your studios here, we'll, we'll play a modified Super 8 uh, cricket comp just off the alleys here during lunchtime wow. for the agencies in the city who are supporting mainly young people who are doing it a bit hard. Mm. Um, we work with a lot of your traditional um, outreach agencies. So mm. It's fantastic for people who you know don't have access to, I guess, your conventional times of participating in sport, whether that be through a school or a club or something mm. like that, to be able to get involved in sport. Um, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. It's mm. a charity. It's interesting because it's a charity that I, I didn't know, I must have 
estimate, the first off, but then when you actually start to delve into the yeah. newsletters and the background, you're like, yeah. wow, this has been around since, you know, 88. I'm yeah, just sorry, yeah. Peter, somebody Cullen? started. Yeah, Peter very Cullen? good. Started research, See, probably. my research wasn't too bad. Um, <laughs> From the University of Google? Well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really interesting. You know, the more you got into it, it was amazing yeah. that, you know, it's it, it's a charity that, that's not quite in your face, but, you know, playing cricket in alleyways and things like that, you're sort of getting down there in the grassroots, and, and it's fantastic yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah, I think, if, you know, if you're listening, you know, jump online and have a look more more at the RecLink. So the RecLink Cup is obviously once a year, but there's obviously other ways that people can get involved with RecLink throughout the year. If there's people listening who wanted to support the work you're doing, how could they do that? Yeah, look, we're, we're a Monday-Friday organisation, which does make it fairly accessible for people who either aren't or aren't not working. Yep. If you're not working, give us a call online, you know, reclink.org. We have heaps of volunteer opportunities. Um, we do some great programs that require facilitators or people with particular skills, whether it's music or arts or sport. Yeah. Um, or the Community Cup this weekend, if anyone's scratching around, um, we need over 250 volunteers. People like Liam and Laura volunteer their time. It's a massive event. Like yeah. When we founded Liam, who would have thought, let's put on an outdoor rock concert footy match in June in Melbourne. Stupid. Wow, outdoor. yeah. So yeah, we've never been washed out, but yeah. So you're looking for volunteers still for Love this coming weekend? And what um, sort of stuff will they be doing? Oh, look, you can come down by yourself and have a great time. It's mm-hmm. well organised, whether you want to work in a food and bev tent, whether you want to be on the gates um, rattling some cans, or whether you just want to be roaming around. We've got heaps of um, really interesting things to do. You don't have to be physical, old, young, whatever. Um, and it goes from 12 till 6, so if you're looking for something to do on a Sunday afternoon, yeah, get on down. Event. So all the details on the website if you want yeah, to sign up as a volunteer. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. Can't let you two go in without... Uh, so what's, what's going on with yourself, Laura, at the moment musically? Um, I'm about to do a tour. Oh, so, fantastic. Um, I'm launching my album at the Tote on the 13th of July. Yeah. And so I'm hoping not to break any fingers. <laughs> going to Adelaide between between now and 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 the game on Sunday. I'll be playing in Adelaide. So. Oh, fantastic! Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. And you yourself come out unscathed. Yeah. <laughs> and yourself, Liam? Yeah. Uh, buried horses have got a gig on Saturday, the 29th of June. So the Saturday week after after Community Cup. So whereabouts is that on? Uh, it's at the Spotted Mallard in Brunswick uh, oh, nice. on Sydney Road. And uh, yeah, it'll be a last show for seven months at least. We've got oh, wow. a, a member going on a holiday. Yeah. So uh, no, not me. I'm, I'm even moving into state. So it could be could oh, even wow. be longer than that. So Jeez. but uh, be the yeah. last time for a while. You can check It'd out be the quite a while. Horses. Now, for those who haven't heard the Buried Horses before, what sort of music are we in for? Uh pretty dark uh sort of swampy rock and roll it's right. um yeah on your seedier side sort of coming out of the tote you know yeah that's sort mm. of floors <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of shoes bought... stick into the carpet as you walk yeah, 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 that kind yeah, of a gig i've just bought ben north of the river so usually <laughs> the gay community for some reason sees it so we've got him up in collingwood with me now up in north fitzroy so i'll have to take him down to the corner yeah, of wellington and johnson street of the the fantastic tote and, and see if i can get him in there for a beer <laughs> so yeah. beads of sweat go across his brow yeah, yeah, we did uh we did get our start Actually, or one of the bands I played it at the Glasshouse Hotel. Oh wow! Quite, oh, there you go. Would be quite known to you guys, I yeah, imagine. It is. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, friends yeah. of uh, of Joy, yeah, definitely. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you taking the time tonight. All the best for your event uh, this weekend. It's uh, uh, down um, on Sunday evening. Uh, the Recklink Cup. Thank you to Adrian Panozo. He's the uh, CEO from Recklink Australia. Rock Dogs players uh, Laura Imbruglia and Liam O'Shaughnessy from the Buried Horses. I've got that right. Uh, you're on Joy ninety four point nine. We'll be right back soon. We're talking to the Glamourhead Sharks, Melbourne's GLBTI swimming team. You're on Joy 94.9.
Sports news, views and interviews for our community. The Locker Room with Ben and Rolly on Joy 94.9. You're in the locker room with Ben and Rowley. The glamour heads of Melbourne's GBTLIQ <laughs> swimming team and are heading to the gay oh, games later too this soon. year. Now my first thought is obviously of Budgie Smugglers and Tony Abbott, but it is more than that. Well, Budgie Smugglers, Tony Abbott, not Tony Abbott in the, the glamour heads. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Have you invited him down, Brett, for a, uh, for a swim? No, we haven't, but maybe we should try. Yeah, he does like a budgie smuggler. Yeah, well, mate, you could put Gillard and Abbott in the pool, budgie smugglers, We could do a race. We could decide the election. Over. In the afternoon at MSAC. And where would Rudd be? He'd be like, you know, trying to dump in the pool. He'd be getting out of the pool. Oh, he'd be tweeting from the sideline. That's what he'd be doing. He's too busy for some country swimming. He's always on the Twitter. Anyway, the reason we've got the glamour heads in today is uh, you guys are off to Antwerp. We what are. Is, it's always weird saying Everyone's that. going to Antwerp except us, Mark. Every week we speak to somebody else who's going to bloody Antwerp. We're so unorganised. We're going to Sydney next year, but that's, uh, you know. <laughs> anyway. Exciting. Um, so welcome to the locker room. Thank you. Um, how long have you been swimming, my dear friend? Since I was nine, so wow. a long time. Wow. That's uh, nine. I remember... You've got to start young, though, if you're going to be any good at anything, I find. Who taught you to swim? Look at Justin Bieber. My dad example. taught me to swim, actually. Oh, really? My yeah. nana taught me. Who taught you to swim, Bieber? Oh, I don't remember. I didn't do a very good job, whoever it was. Ben <laughs> <laughs> always sort of... He sort of started off with the doggy paddle, and I think he just sort of stuck with that. No, as long as I've got the flippers on, I'm good. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us, the uh, the Glamour Head Sharks, now they are a swimming group here in Melbourne for uh, the yes. GLBTI community. Boys and girls, or just boys? Yep, boys, boys and, and, girls, and girls, yes. Um, and you've got a mixture of, obviously, highly competitive swimmers and those who are just down for a bit of fitness or a bit of fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have every range. So whatever your ta- or your ability is from, you know, you just like to get in the pool and do some laps to stay fit or you want to compete and go to Antwerp, anyone's welcome. Do you have to be a former DNA model to uh, sign up for the Glamour Heads? This is <laughs> we actually say. get that all the time. And surprisingly, no. Right. We do have some people with abs, but we secretly all hate them. So yeah, it's right. Fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not all DNA <laughs> models. So. Imagine what the changing rooms, aren't they? They take the top. Oh, another one of you. Yeah. <laughs> get out. You're not welcome here anymore. <laughs> I, think there's a to- I think there's a typo on my shirt. It says, do you have to be a top to be a swimmer? But I think... <laughs> do you have to be... Do you have to be oh, a top God. swimmer? I think it's supposed to say. Do you have to be good at swimming to join the glamour heads? I think. I think what the was supposed to be. No, said. no. You, you can answer don't. either question, yeah. whichever you prefer. Brent. Um, you don't have to be a top to be on the glamour heads. Great. You, okay. Good. We, we'll accept anyone, whatever, you, whatever you're into. Uh, but no, you don't. Any any ability, it doesn't matter. As long as you like to swim, come out and join join the team. Have a swim. So you're heading over to Antwerp soon. How many uh, guys and girls are going over there? I believe roughly around 12 or 15. Great. So we have a good good number of members going over. Now, are they all sort of individual swimmers, or you've got relays as well? Yeah, we're going to set up some relays. So, yeah, we're going to have some team events and, yeah, individual swimmers Fantastic. as well. Yeah. Now, I, we were talking to the tennis girls earlier about still knocks, but it's more appropriate in the swimming pool. Uh, any still <laughs> knocks parties planned over in Antwerp? Um, I can't disclose that information. Oh, right. He's not saying either way. <laughs> no. um, your colleague, oh, we well, wouldn't call it colleague, your fellow sports. Teammate? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's better, isn't it? Um, Robbie was yes. unable to come in. I know. I had to fly solo. They I figured kn- I was loud enough to be two people. Uh, You're doing very well. We were going to try and do this whole in-studio <laughs> phone thing, but, I, you know, that All always works out terrible. Um, so tell me, in terms of, Robbie was saying this, they're trying to encourage a lot of females. We to are. Swim. It's 
kind of a sausage fest right now and we're really trying to get women involved (laughs) we do love our ladies and we have a lot of fun with them so we really want more women to come out and give it a try because it's interesting i suppose one of the things i've noticed with gay sports generally in melbourne there is quite a lot of men but it's interesting you see here we had the ace girls on before and there are a lot of women so i don't know yeah we're really we're really trying to push so any lady listeners come give us a go i think they're all out trying the roller derby mark oh really yeah oh well lots of girls out there so i'll tell you what yeah go down to go down to darabin handsome flyers out in darabin yeah you'll you'll pick up a few lesbians there for sure Now, <laughs> tell us, um, how do people get more information about the Glamour If they wanted to join, if they were a lady out there thinking, hey, I want to give swimming a go. Uh, we have a website that you can visit. Uh, I don't know the You can Google really it. Bad. Google you can the Glamour Heads. We have We're on a Facebook as well, I'm pretty sure. We're on sure. Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Uh, you can email us, contact us. Yeah. And the first three sessions are free. So Fantastic. It's to get you involved and to love us and, and join. And how frequently do you train? And uh, We whatnot? train three days a week, mm-hmm. twice Ooh. at Wesley College. Three days a week. Commitment. Yes. We well, don't have to go to all three. Right. Oh, okay. So twice at Wesley College and then once at MSAC. Fantastic. All right. Great. So all the information is online. All you need to do is Google the Glamour Heads. Uh, hey, good luck with uh, Antwerp. Are you heading Thank over you. yourself? Uh, I'm unfortunately not. Oh, bummer. I'll be, I'll hold be, the, I'll be the cheer squad here. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Hear me. <laughs> well, all the best to all the Glamour Head Sharks heading over to uh, the games in Antwerp to represent us uh, here in Melbourne. You can follow their progress on Facebook, no doubt. Um, and uh, we'll be uh, keeping you uh, up to date with everything that's happening over in Antwerp during the games here on Joy 94.9 as well. We'll be back very soon. Smithy's up next to bring us all the latest from the world of AFL. North Melbourne not doing so well this uh, season, so he's not going to be a happy man. But uh, a lot of news out of the Melbourne Footy Club this Boring. week. Neil's out of there. You're on Joy 94.9. Sports news, views and interviews for our community. The Locker Room with Ben and Rolly on Joy 94.9. It is Joy 94.9, the gayest station in the nation. You're inside the locker room, your show for sports, news, views and interviews. Joining us live in the studio now is our AFL footy guru, Smithy. Welcome back. Thanks. Great to be back. It was a good week in AFL this week because North had the bye, so we didn't lose. They didn't lose. I couldn't call the win, but there is some points in there for you. Good well, on the blue and white. No, you still get zero yeah, for the They get bye. points? No, you still oh, get no zero for a bye. bye. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Right, uh, what's uh, happening in the world of AFL? Obviously, all eyes are on uh, Melbourne Footy Club at the moment. They've been all over the press in the last couple of days. Um, some big changes coming there. Yep. So the better, it, you reckon? Yeah, I think, well, look, I think it finally had to happen. Um, so Mark Neild has, has been sacked by the Melbourne board, but only just after its president, uh, Don McClarty, also resigned. So, you know, they're all deserting the sinking ship. Smithy, well, he's not that bad a coach, is he? Like, is it, is it just please, a situation well, that he's been in? Like, could you go and put Neld in charge of, oh, I don't know, who's number one at the moment? Is it uh, Geelong? Or? Yeah, Geelong. Could you go and put him in charge of Geelong and he'll just keep the ship going? Or, or do you just think he's no good? Well, it'd be an interesting ex- experiment, wouldn't it? I mean, I think we don't really know how bad these people are until they're given a decent list to play with. But, um, look... Uh, but by the way he behaves in public and at press conferences, he doesn't really inspire confidence when you hear him talking about footy. Um, what's been interesting is that Jeff Kennett still wants to be on the Melbourne board. But he now says, this is a bit ridiculous, yeah, isn't he, it? Yeah, he said that the AFL won't let him run Melbourne. I mean, the people of Victoria wouldn't let Jeff Kennett run Victoria anymore. So there's, <laughs> there's a reason why he's not being asked to run Melbourne. Um, uh, Melbourne wouldn't have him, surely. I mean, he's got that sort of brown and gold running through his blood, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I don't know what his motivation would be to join the Melbourne board, to be honest. Um, Publicity? Well, oh. I mean... 
that, being in the media. <laughs> well, their, their first job is to, is to appoint a new coach, and it, I mean it's officially the worst job in AFL. Like I don't, there's, there's no one left at Melbourne. I don't think they've sacked their chief bootstutter at the moment. What I find very so, interesting is that the coach Neil has been stepped down, or he's been sacked, and their what is it, director of sports performance is now taking up the helm. Now, surely he can't be very good because the, the performance has been awful. Well, what's, what's Neil, the go there? Neil, Neil Craig uh, did coach Adelaide to number of seasons in the final so he's not a complete slouch he's probably right. a pretty safe pair of hands and look a lot of people are saying Melbourne made a big mistake with Neil because he was an untested coach he had no experience at that senior level at all and they really should have gone for a safe pair of hands and that's what they'll be looking for they'll be looking for someone who actually has coached at a senior level before and there's lots of there's lots of you know former coaches around there who'll be putting up their hands I mean it's a great job you get paid three years salary and you only have to work one year one and a half at best. Like, what a job. I'd do that. Well, hang on a second. Backtrack for a second. So, what, they get paid for three years? Yeah, well, you get a three-year contract. You get sacked halfway through. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, fantastic. It's yeah. <laughs> my kind of job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about some of the other footy. Uh, on the field, a bit of a lacklustre round. All of the uh, six, I guess, top teams are the favourites sort of ran home with easy wins, so not the most riveting of uh, footy yeah. watching. So if someone went to the office this morning and crowed, they got everything right in the office tipping competition. Well, you know, they're, having, yeah. they're pulling your leg, really. Some pretty boring water cooler conversations around the office. Yeah, though. look, not, not many highlights. Um, look, the Hawthorne-Carlton game wasn't too bad, but the Hawks did win, win out, run out winners there pretty comfortably. Um, Mick Malthouse had a bit of a teary afterwards about yeah, the Yeah, now umpires. what's he whinging about now? Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, they didn't win, and they were, apparently the free kick count was 14-4 to 4 at half time. I mean... Look, the umpires just caught as they see it, Ben, and you, you yourself would know. Oh, I do. But it's know, completely yeah. unacceptable to I mean, sledge out uh, officials. I, look, I, the officials have a tough job, and, and I respect what they do. And yeah. um, you know, you, you've, uh, they, they're a part of the game. Um, they're, they're a variable, just like the weather. Yeah, the you, officials. If you, you don't like what they do, you just have to get over it. There's no yeah. point arguing with them on the field. <laughs> I have to actually admit to something a little bit embarrassing oh, no. uh, with AFL. I actually thought the same guy coached North Melbourne and Geelong at the same time, but then I realised they're what? twins. They're yeah. twins. And I'm pretty sure. <laughs> You actually thought that yeah, for, uh, coaching for, uh, two clubs. Yeah, for about two minutes. Like, I thought, <laughs> I thought, how could the same guy? I thought, but then AFL sort of liked that in a way. You don't know, you they had that the, father-son rule. And yeah. Don't you remember I the Eddie had stadium a roof debacle earlier in the season? Yeah. I, I think we brothers. talked about it on this show we that did. there were there were identical twin brothers listen, coaching. He doesn't listen. Ah, you just don't I pay just seen this guy. One minute he's wearing a Mazda jersey and next minute he's wearing a Ford jersey. So I didn't quite get it. Well, while we're on the subject of famous siblings, we should talk about the Danahers. Yes. So the Danahers are sort of Essendon royalty. You know, all four of the Danaher brothers played for the Bombers in the sort of late 80s, early 90s. And in fact, all four of them played one game in 1990 in round 22 against wow. St Kilda. Um, and uh, Anthony Danaher's son, Joe Danaher, made his debut on the weekend and kicked three goals for the Bombers um, just before half time. So a stunning debut. He's only 19. Wow. And it looks like continuing a proud tradition. And the father-son rule, in the case of the Danaher clan, could be an extremely lucrative. Jeez, imagine going up to sort of father Danaher saying, sorry, Dad, I'm not really into footy. I don't really want to play footy anymore. Or, what I'm, or even worse, I'm not, not going to play for the Bombers. I'm going to go yeah. play for Melbourne <laughs> or GWS or yeah. something like that. We don't really have that choice as a youngster. Like They sort of have first dibs on you in the draft and they just grab you before oh, you have Because of the father-son rule. Yeah, that's right. So there's but, a father-son rule, is there? There is a father-son rule. So, so you, you go into Nepotism the draft. Nepotism alive and well. Yeah, well, you go into the draft, but the club whose you know, your your dad played for gets to pick you ahead in ahead of all the other clubs. They get right. a sort of first dibs on you. That normally happens, doesn't it? Well, yeah, normally, yeah, well, of course, because right. you end up getting a much more talented player through the draft than you otherwise would. So, mm. 
Fascinating. And it's an emotional appeal to it. I mean, yeah, like, of course. It's for the fans, really. It's like, oh, the dynasty and all this. Yeah, well, and then they've already got Joe Watson running around out there as well. And you know, he happened to win a Brownlow medal and he would have been drafted under the same set of rules. So it's working out pretty well yeah, for right, them down right. in Windy Hill at the moment. Let's talk about what's coming up this weekend. It's the last uh, week of only six games. Um, slim pickings again. Yeah. Um, Look, thank God. I'm really not digging these these, no, these shortened rounds. Out a little yeah, bit. I, I don't know why the players need a buy in the middle of the. You're like, come on. Like, it's all they have to do is play footy. I need a buy at half time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think what you mean is you need to pie at halftime, yeah. don't you? Yeah, that's true, yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, St Kilda versus Melbourne, MCG Saturday night, twilight match. Yeah, so that's testing out the theory that clubs turn on when their coach has been sacked. Um, that's obviously, it's, it's probably the toughest test this theory has ever been put mm. to. But look, if there is a side out there that Melbourne could manage to beat, maybe it is St Kilda. They've only had two wins this year and they've been pretty unspectacular. We'll have and, to talk St Kilda next week. Because they've sort of been the you know the team that you know, I don't really find many people are talking about them. They were so fantastic a couple of years ago. You know they got all the way up to the finals, and then they've just completely disappeared off the scene. Yeah, so it's a brutal game. It, it, you can turn on you very quickly. AFL. We've got to, not, don't I know it? We've got to wrap it up. So let's jump through the uh, some of the other key games this weekend. Port Adelaide versus uh, Sydney Amy Stadium Saturday afternoon. Yeah, look, let's see if Port are any good. I don't think they are. Sydney will flog them. Yeah, I agree. Fremantle versus North Melbourne. Your boys, uh, Smithy. Any hope there? No, no, no. I think I think they're going to put us out of our misery. We've <laughs> been lousy hope. at Perth for decades and I don't think this is going to change. Smithy, thanks so much for bringing us up to date in all the latest AFL news. My pleasure. Uh, we'll see you next week, I'm sure. Be back with some more. Good luck to the uh, to the Blue and White Boys this weekend. Yeah, they're going to need it. Yeah, they're going to need a lot of luck, I think. You're on Joy 94.9. This is The Locker Room. We'll be right back very soon to wrap this all up. The Locker Room with Ben and Rolly on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9, you're inside the locker room. Five minutes to ten, Rolly. Time for us to hit the showers for another week, another big show. It's been like so a revolving door tonight, I know. It? It's actually, we should um, change the door so it sounds like a locker shutting and yeah. people go air. Should run a shower air, in here yeah, as well, maybe. Yeah, get them a wee towel snap as they get, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who participated and uh, joined into the show tonight. TJ from the Ace Girls Tennis Group, uh, they're heading over to Antwerp very soon. Um, Adrian Pinozo from Recklink and uh, the Rock Dogs uh, players, of course, Laura Imbruglia and Liam. O'Shannessy playing the megahertz. They're playing the megahertz, uh, of course. So that's that is. this Sunday. Uh, check out the Recklink Cup; will be a lot of fun. They're looking for volunteers. If you want more information, you can visit their website reclink.org. That's r e c l i n k dot org. Pepper the pig will be there. Pepper the pig will be there. I think that might be the new Dorothy the dinosaur rolling. Ah. Sort of, I think that's that kind of audience. Yeah, except it's a pig, not a it dinosaur. Sounds like a sandwich, you know, pig. Bit of pepper, pepper pig, pepper yeah, could pepper. be nice. A bit tasty. of coleslaw, yeah. yeah. It's like mint lamb. <laughs> We've got to also thank uh, Adam, who's uh, always here with us every night, pushing our buttons for us and for our podcast, which will be available very soon on the Joy website, joy.org.au. Simon, of course, our producer, who uh, keeps the door revolving for us, and of course, Smithy, who uh, brought us up to date with all the latest AFL news. Next week, a big show. We've got Australian Olympic boxer Jeff the Hornet Horn. Do a bit of Googling, have a look at this man. Mm. Uh, Vice captain of the Australian women's cricket team, Alex Blackwell, will also be joining us. Uh, they're heading over for the Ashes very soon. Sports news, views and interviews for our community. The Locker Room with Ben and Rolly on Joy 94.9. You can find more Joy casts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.